Welcome to This Week in Astrology. This is episode number 535 for May 25 through 31, 2020. Welcome to This Week in Astrology, deepening your astrological wisdom since 2007. What's new this week? We have a Mars-Uranus sextile that's ideal for taking immediate action on your intuitive hits. We also have a Sun-Chiron sextile that harmoniously supports mentoring and healing, in addition to five bonus aspects that are not in my written forecasts. So you can get the show notes at astroshaman.com slash 535. More on that later. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm your host, Benjamin Bernstein, broadcasting from thisweekinastrology.com. I simultaneously record these weekly forecasts as an audio podcast and a video, so you can choose whichever format you prefer. The video, and I also leave in errors, such as the one I just made, (laughs) the video version includes my chart graphics for things like lunations and aspect patterns, although there won't be any graphics this time, no major events this week. You can also see these graphics if you read my forecasts online. Just go to astroshaman.com, click blog on the menu bar, and then choose the Astrology Forecasts category. Please do leave me a rating, review, or comment wherever you're getting this episode so that others like you can find it. What's old as we come into this week, we've got a waning moon. We have four retrograde planets. Most importantly, Venus is retrograde through June 25th. Longer-term retrogrades, Jupiter through September 12th, Saturn through September 29th, and Pluto through October 4th. We also have a grand trine continuing through June 1st. That's with the Sun, Juno, Pallas, and Saturn. And I spoke about its meaning last time. Let's get on to what's happening now. Uh, Monday, May 25th. Now, I do apologize. I'm actually recording this on Tuesday, the 26th. My dear friend Spirit Song had a stroke yesterday, and that kind of gummed up my timing. However, I am here doing this now. The good news is, as I'll say at the end, Every one of these events will have influence for at least a week before and after. So even though these are technically yesterday's events, as I record this on Tuesday, um, they'll be good for, uh, I mean, the Mercury-Pluto for a week and the Mars-Uranus easily for two weeks. So a little late, but absolutely still helpful and in effect. So let's go to that first one, a Mercury-Pluto quincunx. This is actually a bonus aspect, not in the written forecast. Mercury is at 25 Gemini, Pluto's at 25 Capricorn. When you get Mercury and Pluto together, you have the opportunity to tell the truth, to tell the truth with passion and conviction and the ability to transform with your words. Uh, You can also take it to the dark side and just try to overpower people with your words or try to insult or attack or dominate them with language. The quincunx that connects them is an adjustment aspect. So if you're going to the high side with us, as I assume most of my listeners are, or watchers, whatever you may be, um, try to adjust your language so that you're getting the most transformational bang for your buck. Really try to use your language in a way that really persuades powerfully for the highest good of all would be a fabulous way. Mercury is even in Gemini, a sign that it rules. So it's a very communicative energy here with this Mercury-Pluto quincunx. Next up, we have one of our featured events of the week, Mars sextile Uranus. Also, this is May 25th. Mars is at 8 Pisces. Uranus is at 8 Taurus. By the way, when I do these uh, verbal forecasts, I just round to the nearest degree in most cases. So with Mars-Uranus sextile, we live in a world teeming with alternate truths. 
The days of trusted central authority are slipping away. Fortunately, there is one source of information you can trust absolutely, your own intuitive flashes. And with today's Mars-Uranus sextile, it is easier to take immediate action, Mars, on these text messages from God, Uranus. This sextile also makes it easier to take an innovative approach to Martian activities, such as being the warrior, pioneer, sexual being, or entrepreneur. With Mars in Pisces, you may also be inspired to take an unusual approach to spirituality or creativity. Let's move on to Tuesday, May 26th, to bonus aspects we haven't discussed in the written forecast. Uranus sextile series, Uranus 8 Taurus, series 8 Pisces. Ceres is such an interesting asteroid goddess. She has two radically different definitions, it seems. They first seem unrelated, and then you get how they really play together. One, the more positive-seeming aspect of Ceres is abundance, harvest. She's the grain goddess, also known as Demeter. But also Ceres as, and Demeter, whichever name you want to call her, there's a famous myth with her and Persephone and Pluto, Uh, Ceres is the mother, Persephone is the beautiful daughter, Pluto wants her, he abducts her to the underworld, and uh, Ceres just mourns endlessly for months and nothing grows, and the whole world is in danger of starving to death because there's no grain growing, so a compromise has to be worked out. Persephone, the daughter, is allowed to come back for half the year, and that's spring and summer, and then the other half of the year she goes down to be with Pluto, and that is uh, winter and fall. And I, I somehow jumped to my graphics. Ah, here we are again. So basically, you might say, well, what does this have to do with each other? What does abundance and prosperity have to do with the dark side of series, which would be shadow work and sorrow and release and return? Um, and my experience with this has been having done lots of shadow work over a lot of years, is that you have a flow from the divine. And if you have a lot of shadow work undone, then that tube is clogged. Think of it like an artery that's largely clogged up with plaque. And only so much divine juice can get through that tiny little cramped tube. You do your shadow work, it starts to clear the tube, the tube widens, the the crud gets away, the tube itself is actually quite large, and the more that stuff gets you know, flushed away with your shadow work, the more energy can come in, including the energy of abundance. So do your shadow work well, and your abundance can show up. So that's Ceres on her own. Now let's take Uranus, which is sextiling Ceres. What's Uranus? It's that intuitive hit that's being your authentic self. Uranus also is the bringer of sudden radical change. So this says, if you are doing your shadow work well, dealing with your sorrows and challenging situations, then fortune can strike suddenly and out of the blue, like a lightning strike. So it's a very optimistic and potentialized sort of aspect, this Uranus series sextile. So uh, in one way, it says sudden good fortune could come your way. And if you are doing some intense shadow work and dealing with some old wounds, I recommend you face them and not just run away from them. Use my healing invocation, which is linked in the show notes. If you don't have a good tool to deal with the sorrow and pain that comes up, if you can It'll just keep coming back if you don't deal with it. So you may as well flush it and have a skillful means. This also means that that shadow work can be cleared more rapidly. Uranus, of all the slower planets, it does things really fast. So shadow work can clear much more quickly when Uranus and Ceres are in aspect together. All right, so that's Uranus Ceres sextile on 
Tuesday, May 26. One more aspect on this day. We've got Mercury quincunx Jupiter, a little simpler to interpret. Mercury is 27 Gemini, Jupiter is 27 Capricorn. So these are the two communicator planets. Mercury is just like raw information, the trivial pursuit master. In a newspaper, the Mercury is just the, the front page with all the who, what, where, etc., just the raw facts. But Jupiter isn't content with just raw information. Jupiter wants to make meaning of it. He's the philosopher, the professor, the guru, the giver of wisdom. So now you've got two planets that are desperate to communicate and their quincunx adjusting. And Mercury's even in Gemini. So it's saying, okay, I really, really want to talk about this. So here around the 26th, there might be a strong urge to communicate. So you need to make the adjustment between just babbling off at the mouth and getting verbal diarrhea versus am I really sharing wisdom? Am I just going on and on about nothing that matters? Or am I actually nailing a really critical truth and giving helpful information in what I'm communicating, whether that's verbal dialogue or a Facebook post or whatever you're doing? So the, the adjustment invitation is, can I make it meaningful? Can I make it relevant? Can I use maybe fewer words? Or if I am using a lot of words, make sure they're all packed with real meaning and something that they can actually make to use their lives better. So that's some thoughts on a Mercury-Jupiter quincunx. Now we're going to skip three days because uh, two days with no real major stuff. But now we get to Friday, May 29th with a Sun-Chiron sextile. Sun, nine Gemini, Chiron, nine Aries. And I actually did write this interpretation out. All sorts of learning and mentoring are supported by this sextile. Take advantage of this smooth, energetic aspect to dish out or absorb helpful information. And that pretty well nails that. So we have one more aspect here on the 29th. I'm making sure it's the same day. It is. Mercury quincunx Saturn. A lot of Mercury aspects. And this one is a little bit slower. Saturn is serious, it's slow, it can be an obstacle if you are not fully in your authority. So Mercury quincunx Saturn, you might say, okay, slow down. You might feel you're more carefully weighing your words. Uh, Saturn might even be some ex restriction, some external force or internal inhibition of your own where you're not communicating as well as you might otherwise be. So if you feel like you've got something important to communicate and you've got these barriers, ask yourself, am I ready to step into my authority and communicate it anyway? Can I muster up the courage to share my wisdom, you know, even if some authority figure thinks I should not? Uh, Mercury by this time has moved into Cancer. If I didn't already say this, Mercury is at 2 Cancer, Saturn's at 2 Aquarius. So can you now communicate from your heart? Can you bring emotional energy to your speech? Mercury, which was in Gemini, is more just about staying up in your head and rattling it off. But Mercury in Cancer wants to communicate from the heart. So can you give, and also Saturn on the high side, what it's authority, responsibility, something you can build on and have a foundation for. So can you give heartfelt, practical information that helps people do practical things? Um, that would be a great way to use the Mercury-Saturn quincunx. And the quincunx, again, that adjustment angle indicated they don't come together automatically. You're going to have to put some thought into how this communication really be helpful. So that's that one. Then we get to Saturday, May 30th, our final aspect of the week that I thought was important to mention. This is a semi-square 45 degrees between Mars and Jupiter. So again, Mars, 12 Pisces, Jupiter, 27 Capricorn. Um, when you and, and the semi-square is 45 degrees, that's like half a square, minor heart aspect. 
So Mars and Jupiter, Mars says the warrior, pioneer, sexual being, entrepreneur, lots of assertive energy. It is in Pisces, wanting to assert itself perhaps in the fields of spiritual awakening or inspired creativity, something creative. Jupiter, again, amplifying through the semi-square. When you get hard aspects, they're a little more, they itch you a little more, they make you want to do something. So basically, at the fundamental level, we have Mars being energized by Jupiter. Mars wants to go do its thing. So again, it's basic meanings I've given you, the Pisces energies I've given you. But again, it there may be a little friction, there may be a little challenge involved. So you have to really watch your assertiveness. Am I asserting myself in a proper way or am I overdoing it and getting all willful and butting in where maybe I should not be? How do you know? Well, Mars is in Pisces. One of the meanings of Pisces is intuition. Now, Piscean intuition is a little bit different than the Uranian intuition I was discussing earlier. Uranian intuition or Aquarius intuition is like just lightning strike flash. You just know it. Pisces intuition is more like the flow, the waterfall. It just comes in steadily and naturally. So if you have enough connection with your higher self to just feel intuitively, not just act impulsively, it's okay, hold on. Let me see what my inner guidance says. What does it say? And if you want the simplest way I know, the simplest method of dowsing for a yes or no answer, just stand like this, balance where you could easily lean forward or back and ask your higher self, show me a yes. And for most people, that's a lean forward and say, show me a no, and it'll lean you backwards. And if you can get that consistently and ask some questions you know yes or no answers to and see if you get consistent back and forward leans, then that's the simplest way I know to get a simple yes or no answer from your own internal source, which is, of course, the most reliable information you could possibly have because that's the being that sent you and it knows your life purpose. So that's just a little sidetrack on how you can do some very simple self-dowsing to find out what action should I be taking with Mars and Pisces amplified by the excitement of Jupiter. So that's the 30th. And now let's throw some announcements in here. This is a new announcement. Would you like your artistic creativity to blossom like never before? Would you like to develop a solid devotional and creative practice that will give you the focus, confidence, and power to bring your divine inspirations to life? Then you will want to know about Paint, Pray, Flow. It's a free interview series that starts June 1st. It's hosted by my friend Alexis Cohen. She is a visionary artist, creativity mentor, and shamanic practitioner. Paint, Pray, Flow brings together more than 25 artists, healers, teachers, and visionaries, including me. We'll share creative wisdom, tools, and hands-on techniques that will help you connect to your muse like never before. Wherever you are in the world of creativity and spirituality, from newbie to seasoned pro, this series will help you collaborate with Divine Love to take your creativity to the next level. Catch the link in the show notes. Also, you can catch the replay of my appearance on the Alara Canfield show, which I did last week. The topic is Delegate Your Healing to Your Higher Self. In this free show, you can learn a simple invocation that could rapidly clear emotional or physical challenges you've had for years. I will guide you through the process so you can experience it for yourself and you can understand how you might be processing heavy energy for others and the reward you'll receive for doing so. It's one of my juiciest guest appearances ever. The feedback has been extremely positive. Check it out now while the replay is still available. The link is in the show notes. Further opportunity, everyone is welcome to participate in most Awakening Plus calls for free. Here are micro descriptions of the two May online events that are left. Um, 
let me just give you the text. Uh, I just added this one today. It's uh, for this Thursday, May 28th. It's Individual Healings at 8 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. This is inspired by Lynn McTaggart's Power of Eight process, although we do it a little different, but it absolutely works. This call features a single person receiving healing energy from the entire group. Several people receive healing on each of these calls, and amazingly, the senders often receive more benefit than the receivers. I was inspired to do this because my dear friend Spirit Song has had a stroke. She had it yesterday morning. As I record this, it was Monday morning on uh, Memorial Day. She's doing okay, but she's not out of the woods yet, so we're going to put her in the middle first. Um, she'll be, you know, in the hospital isolated, but we'll put her energetically into the field and we'll start with her. Then volunteers can show up and, uh, each person on the live call who wants to be in the middle, will ask them what healing they want or what they want energized. We'll do it. And these are amazing processes because as soon as the group starts holding the healing, the, the energy rises, it peaks, and then it holds back. These, these average about maybe 10 minutes for each person. So we'll be able to work a few people in. And uh, even if you come on the call on the replay afterward, if you're an Awakening Plus member, you can get amazing energy from these things. Anyhow, so that's that call. Then we're going to do our regular weekly New Earth support call. That's going to be Saturday at noon Eastern Daylight Time. As usual, we will create our sacred container, invoke embodied awakening, and then flow energy to support the more awakened New Earth currently blossoming. The divine always rewards us with personal spiritual upgrades and profound bliss. Awakening Plus features at least three live streaming events each month, although I'm currently offering many more to support you during the pandemic. Most events are open to everyone for free. The archive of over 230 transformative events, accountability partners, and the forum are available exclusively to Awakening Plus members. You can learn more at awakeningplus.com. Thank you for being here. Once again, I'm Benjamin Bernstein with astroshaman.com. I can serve you with astrology readings, shamanic healing, awakening activation, astrological event timing, and one-of-a-kind life coaching. All of my one-on-one -on -one services are equally effective in person or long distance. And during the pandemic, I have dropped my rates significantly because so many people are experiencing financial hardship. I also offer an unbeatable price on Solar Fire, the number one astrology software for Windows. I've used it for years. It's amazing. And as mentioned, I run the Awakening Plus online membership for spiritual support. You can learn all about this and more at astroshaman.com. So you can learn all about this stuff and more in the show notes. To see them, go to astroshaman.com slash 535. Again, astroshaman.com slash 535. Please reach out if you have any questions. My email is info at astroshaman.com. My number for voice and text, 828-338-9852. Once again, 828-338-9852. I would love to connect with you. We are wrapping up. Once again, please leave me a rating, review, or comment wherever you're getting this episode so that others like you can find it. This Week in Astrology is honored to be chosen as one of the Internet's top 10 astrology podcasts. Check out our website where you can hear the show and subscribe to podcast updates. You can also do a single sign-up for two great opportunities, chances to win a free consultation, and have your chart interpreted on the show. Go to thisweekinastrology.com. You'll be redirected to the appropriate area of astroshaman.com. 
whatever your sun sign. My forecasts can help you make the best use of the current astrological energies. All dates and times are in the U.S. Eastern Time Zone. Events are most powerful on the dates listed, but their influence will be active for at least a week before and after. Everyone's affected by these global transits, but you'll be most powerfully impacted when moving planets activate sensitive points in your natal chart. Discover how these transits will personally affect you by booking a session with me. Look, learn more by going to astroshaman.com, services in the menu bar, use Astrology Plus from the drop down. By the way, the eclipses are coming. We got three eclipses, two in June, one in July. It's going to hit up over a third of your chart. So if you want to know how those eclipses are going to affect you, it's good timing to get a session right about now. Thank you again for spending this time with me. Stay safe, stay healthy. I wish you infinite blessings as the stars light your way.